It was an off day for our Chicago White Sox on Monday. The Southsiders are in New York getting ready to take on another disappointing team. Uh, Will it be Lucas Giolito's last start in a White Sox uniform? Also, what needs to change for Tim Anderson to be like the Tim Anderson we remember? And would it be a good idea to discuss trade scenarios with the Tampa Bay Rays? You are locked on White Sox. Your daily Chicago White Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome back to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms, follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Socks. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked On White Socks. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong, die-hard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Our Chicago White Sox will take on the New York Mets on Tuesday. Lucas Giolito on the hill. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. State of the Sox. It's not good. You know it. Uh, 40 and 55 uh, coming out of that day off on Monday. Eight and a half games back in the Central as I record, but I know the Minnesota Twins had a late game on Monday. Uh, so, you know, on a day off like uh, on Monday, and you've got the trade deadline a couple weeks away, can't help but find articles, rumors, anything written about what direction the White Sox might go in, what players uh, might be dealt, what teams are, you know, talking to the White Sox right now, what do they have available? I mean, there's no shortage of it. I've been discussing it uh, here on this podcast for uh, several weeks now, and uh, you know, I, I go out and I search for it, but it's really not that hard to find all of these different scenarios. And uh, MLB.com had an article and Scott Merkin wrote the blurb for the White Sox. Uh, each team's strategy uh, at the trade deadline. Uh, and Merkin wrote, uh, White Sox sellers or so it finally seems. The 40 and 55 White Sox are not a good baseball team, but the American League Central being just as poor has provided a season-long glimmer of hope for playoff possibilities. Keeping that fact in mind, the Southsiders have a fleeting chance to win the less-than-stellar division, even with general manager Rick Hahn almost certainly uh, making moves to change the look of this team involving players with low-control contracts to try to solidify the organization for the future. 
Their nine-game road trip to start the second half should be the last-ditch opportunity for the players to change that course. Um, as I had mentioned in the uh, most recent uh, Locked On episode, and I talked about it on the Good Guys Talk Back podcast with my good friend uh, Joey Christopoulos, I think the decisions are already made. Was very happy to see the White Sox take care of business, take two of three against the Braves in Atlanta. Uh, but I think the decision of what direction to go with this team uh, has been decided a while ago. Uh, I think, you know, Rick Hans has been giving us lip service, saying what he thinks we want to hear. Uh, again, the last time we, we heard from him, and we won't hear from him uh, for a little while now uh, when they come back home to take on the Cubs. Uh, next week. So uh, again, I, I think those uh, I think those front office decisions have kind of been they've been solidified. But where are they going to go with certain players? That obviously they don't know that uh, just quite yet. Tampa Bay uh, is a team that uh, seems like the Sox are talking to, or the the Rays are talking to the Sox. However you want to put it, uh, Tampa interested. And Lance Lynn, and I would have to say, be careful, White Sox. Never a good idea uh, to do business with the Tampa Bay Rays. They are a, a very smart, well-run organization. Uh, this was from MLB Trade Rumors. Tampa Bay remains in first place despite the slate of health woes. Uh, but the rotation currently consists of McClellan, uh, Glasnow, Zach Eflin, and top prospect Taj Bradley. The Rays have had their share of bullpen games this season already, and with so many of their arms done for the year, they're in the market for veteran rotation help. The White Sox whisperer Bob Nightingale of USA Today reported that they've already spoken to the White Sox about a potential deal for Lance Lynn, and they've also extensively scouted Cardinals rental arms Jordan Montgomery and Jack Flaherty. Uh, Lance Lynn, 36 years old, is in the second season of a two-year, $38 million contract that contains an $18 million club option or a $1 million buyout for the 2024 season, the 2021 All-Star finished in the top six of American League Cy Young voting each season from 19 through 21, but is currently in the midst of uh, one of the toughest seasons of his career, uh, and you know it if you've been watching those Lance Lynn starts. Uh, through 108 and a third frames, Lynn owns a, a 6.06 ERA due largely to an MLB high 24 home runs allowed. Uh, he throws mistakes and teams hit them a long way. While the long ball has plagued Lynn at career-worst levels in 2023, he's still missing bats at a high level and limiting walks at a passable rate. Lynn's 27.7 uh, strikeout rate uh, ranks 10th in the majors among qualified starters, and his 14% swinging strike rate ranks 8th. His 8.3% walk rate is just narrowly higher than the 7.9% average among big league starters. Uh, I've heard uh, Cincinnati Reds kind of kicking the tires on Lance Lynn and now hearing this Tampa Bay stuff. 
again, more buzz about Lucas Giolito, and I do think Lucas Giolito is the big ticket item for the Chicago White Sox. Uh, MLB.com reporter John Morrissey mentioned Chicago White Sox pitcher Giolito and Detroit Tigers pitcher Michael Lorenzen uh, last Friday morning on MLB Network as two players who could be on the move before the upcoming trade deadline. Uh, Morrissey brought up the Los Angeles Dodgers as a a potential destination for both, as well as the Cincinnati Reds as a possible suitor for the latter. Giolito not named an all-star this year, but the 28-year-old ace has a sub-360 ERA, and Fangraphs is giving the White Sox a 2.1% chance of making the playoffs, meaning they could look to unload the impending free agent to a contender in the coming weeks. Uh, Giolito, to me, is their main trade piece to potentially move, Morrissey said. Uh, yes, we could see Tim Anderson moved as well, uh, Lance Lynn, but Lucas Giolito is having one of the best seasons of his career. Uh, Morrissey also brought up that Giolito was born in Santa Monica and went to Harvard-Westlake School in California, making the Dodgers a logical fit to be his next team. I was told yesterday by multiple sources that the Dodgers are interested, Morrissey said. Uh, this trade situation, this particular scenario, makes almost too much sense. And honestly, you know, I'm reading these articles about Giolito, and I have been for some time now, and I think back way in the off season. I remember reading an article that was written by somebody with a Philadelphia Phillies connection or angle, uh, and it was about way too early uh, trade deadline predictions. I mean, way too early. This was like a February article. And Giolito was tied to the Philadelphia Phillies, which they might still be in play, a team that probably has the offense but needs the pitching. And I laughed at that article, not because of Giolito maybe being moved. I laughed because, wait a second, the White Sox are going to be sellers at the deadline? You've got to be kidding me. No way. Not with the mastermind Pedro Grifol from the Kansas City Royals uh, coming to town and the people he surrounded himself with. This team is going to play hard every day. They're going to be prepared. They're going to do everything right. They're going to be, you know, uh, proud to wear the jersey, make fans excited. Uh, you know, so no way the Sox aren't going to be sellers. Well, here we are. Uh, Sox are going to be sellers. And it is surreal thinking about Giolito, you know, being traded away before the White Sox uh, ever won a playoff series, let alone uh, had that parade that, of course, Rick Hahn talked about. Uh, when you really think about it, what's happening right now or what could happen in the next couple of weeks, you know, I talk about it maybe in a cavalier way of, yeah, the Sox are going to get rid of Giolito, you know, Cease might be gone. You know, who knows about Mankata? I don't think anybody wants to touch that contract, but, you know, Lynn and some relievers. But really, when you think about it and you process this, what a disappointment. What an absolute disappointment that we're discussing and, you know, in dealing with these rumors and, you know, who's in, who's out. And uh, it, it's such a sad situation, but this is the reality of where the Sox are right now. Uh, it's been over a year since Tim Anderson hit a home run uh, is it time to? Uh, is it time for just a simple fix and uh, get to get him back on track, or are the glory days over for TA? More on that uh, in a moment.
Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Game Time is the place for the last-minute ticket deals. Uh, forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Uh, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKED ON MLB uh, for $20 off your first purchase. Uh, terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Lockdown MLB for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, a lowest price guaranteed. Our White Sox face off against the New York Mets on Tuesday. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Uh, search White Sox. So what in the world is going on with Tim Anderson? We've been wondering this for a long time now, and a really enjoyable article in the Chicago Sun-Times uh, late on Monday by John uh, Grachowski. Love that last name. Uh, very Chicago-oriented. Uh, it was a good, in-depth article, and uh, this is what Grachowski had to say uh, very little has gone right this season for White Sox shortstop Tim Anderson. Anderson's traditional numbers are the weakest of his career with walks. Only 5% of his plate appearances in a power drop uh, that has kept his extra bases to a minimum. Most of Anderson's offensive value is tied up in batting average, which stands at 227 after consecutive seasons of 335, uh, 322. Uh, 309 and 301 starting in 2019. Sometimes a dramatic drop in batting average is largely bad luck, a case of batted balls being just within instead of just outside fielders' ranges. Uh, that can lead to an abnormally low batting average on balls in play. The usual pattern would be a return to normal Babbitt and increased production from that point on. But the numbers behind Anderson's numbers suggest more than bad luck. Along with a power outage, he has had an alarming increase in ground ball percentage. And you know it. You didn't even really have to read the article. You know what you have seen over and over from Tim Anderson. Uh, his launch angle has dipped to nil. In 214 plate appearances as a leadoff man, Anderson has only a 290 on base percentage and a 585 OPS. The major league averages for leadoff hitters are 337 average and 762 OPS. Since being dropped to number two in the order, Anderson has had 84 plate appearances and is hitting 167, 202, 192 for a 395 OPS. The major league averages for number two hitters are 260, 334, 
437 for a 771 OPS. Modern teams put one of their best hitters at number two, and their 771 OPS leads all lineup positions. What has changed is Anderson's launch angle. Starting in 2019, his averages were 8.7, 6.7, 4.3, and 3.3 degrees. All are well below the major league average of 12.2, but Anderson has plummeted to 0.2 degrees this season and is beating the ball into the ground. Anderson has been a good player for the Sox, but his struggles this season run so deep uh, that his career could turn on rediscovering a stroke to cut down on grounders. I find it absolutely fascinating, some of these numbers uh, from Gretzkowski in the Sun-Times on being a number two hitter and, and, and what you know what those numbers should look like for a number two hitter. Yet Pedro Grifol uh, has dug his heels into the ground or somebody above him, Han or Kenny Williams or what have you, has made sure that Tim Anderson stays in the number two spot. Uh, I absolutely don't get it. You don't get it. It does not make sense why he continues to hit number two. Uh, this was from a Merkin article a few days ago. Uh, some quotes from T.A. about this second half and what it could be. I've been here before, so I think it's just keep working and just a moment to realize what's really going on and understand at the end of the day, it's all a learning process. I'm sold out to the process. One thing is I won't quit. I'll just keep grinding out, keep hustling, and know that all this is going to make me better at the end of the day. Just embrace it. I still believe I'm one of the best to ever do it, Anderson said. Uh, that's just the mentality I always have. Uh, that way you never feel defeated. I know I got every tool in the box plus one. This spot ain't doing anything but sharpening all my other tools. It's just a moment for me to keep going. It's cool. I'm going to keep working for sure. Again, you can keep working, you can keep grinding, you can keep believing in yourself, but you don't have to do it at the number two spot. Uh, and, and maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe Pedro Grafol and the White Sox front office are like, what's the point at, at right now? This And honestly, this should have been done a long time ago. Get Anderson, move him down, you know, hit his ego a little bit. And maybe by moving down, he can, you know, throw this into his long list of quotes of, of what it could do to him and how, Maybe it's just going to help him out, harden him a little bit, you know, help sharpen all these tools he keeps talking about. But uh, he can't be hitting number two, not not the way he's going. And and you can't be trying to figure yourself out hitting in that spot at this point, not with those numbers that were talked about in the Sun-Times article. Again, it's been over a year since Tim Anderson hit a home run. I mean, he's had success in New York before. Uh, Maybe, maybe this is the week. White Sox visit the Mets and have a real opportunity to make it three wins in a row, but a familiar foe stands in their way. Uh, More on that in a moment. White Sox at New York Mets. Uh, Mets and White Sox in similar situations. Huge disappointments. Uh, Mets are seven games under 543 and 50 and 18 and a half games out in the NL East. Uh, It is Lucas Giolito against Carlos Carrasco. 
Uh, Carrasco is 10 and 12 with an ERA of 4.14 and 180 strikeouts in 30 appearances against the White Sox in his career. Uh, we saw a lot of Carrasco when he was with Cleveland for so many years. Uh, Carrasco is three and three with an ERA of 5.16 and 43 strikeouts in 12 appearances this season. Uh, now on to Giolito. He is an ERA of 3.07 and 14 strikeouts in just three appearances against the Mets in his career. Two of those appearances were while he was wearing a Nationals jersey. The last time he faced the Mets uh, was in 2019 in a White Sox uniform, and that was quite the season for Giolito. That was an all-star season for him. Giolito has a 6-5 and five record with an ERA of 3.45 and 117 strikeouts in 19 appearances this season. Giolito has taken the ball every fifth day. Not only is he having an outstanding season for himself, uh, but he's durable. He is absolutely durable, uh, which could be something that teams want down the stretch. Uh, Gio last pitched on July 9th against the Cardinals. His line, seven innings, two hits, two earned runs, uh, three walks, five strikeouts. So enjoy this outing from Giolito. Uh, absolutely enjoy it. You never know when the end will come. Uh, maybe it won't happen. Maybe the White Sox will decide to extend Giolito, uh, trade. Someone will offer the absolute farm and then some for someone like Dylan Cease. Uh, it seems like the asking price is still high for Lance Lynn. I don't quite understand that. Uh, but you know, maybe Sox are playing some games uh, with other teams, you know, as we've got two weeks to go. Uh, before the deadline. Um, you know, someone asked me the other day, like, what, what do I want from this baseball team, from the White Sox in the second half? And, you know, I, I'm like, I want to see good baseball. I want to see the stuff that Pedro Grafol talked about in the offseason. Smart, solid, balanced baseball. Fundamentally sound. I want to see them hustling. I want to see them, you know, grinding, you know, taking taking extra bases on outfielders when they can, situational hitting, taking pitches, being disciplined at the plate, getting on base, executing when there's runners in scoring position. Uh, and I want to see some guys start flexing the power more than just Berger uh, and Luis Robert Jr., uh, but I also want to see what kind of direction the White Sox are going to go in. I mean, that, that's, again, nothing against that series win against Atlanta. Uh, but I want to see, you know, what what are you going to do? Because this decision that they make could really shape this team for a couple of years. Now, the AL Central is still going to be weak in 2024. I think that's accessible for the Chicago White Sox. But, you know, again, we thought that was going to be the case uh, this season for sure. So, and there's a lot of uh, uh, unrest in the central. The Twins don't seem to be very happy with Rocco Baldelli. I mean, what are the Tigers going to do? The Royals could very well be, you know, in the basement for quite some time. Cleveland's always that wild card of they seem to sell, but they also seem, you know, to be very smart. Their front office knows what they're doing. Uh, Cleveland just seems to always hang around there with Francona at the helm uh, as well. So, Look, on one hand, I want to see the White Sox to be uh, the complete opposite of what they have been. Do what you said you were going to do at the beginning of the year. But I also see what, you know, the writing on the wall. And 
I, I'm more interested in like what, what's the direction of this White Sox team? You, can we start seeing some younger guys, uh, some some guys from the farm system? Maybe Lenin Sosa starts getting more playing time. You know, maybe we see some arms that could be potentially ready. Um, you know, some other players that just start playing some young guys. Uh, see what we have there uh, because you know, before you know it, I mean, we're going to be in the off season, folks. Really appreciate you making time for this uh, for the Lockdown White Sox podcast, making it a daily routine. It has been difficult, folks. It absolutely has. And I I thank you so much for coming back each and every day. Uh, We are on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Uh, And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And any questions or comments you have for a future mailbag episode, you can do that at LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. Would really love to hear uh, your thoughts on on what you're hoping for with this White Sox team in the second half. Uh, Some guys that you think are absolutely movable. Uh, you know, and what direction you want for this uh, for the Sox team going beyond? Sox take on the New York Mets on Tuesday. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen every day. And hey, everydayers, uh, boy, you know who you are. Uh, on the next episode, I will recap Giolito's start. Hopefully, talking about a three-game winning streak for our White Sox. Appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sox.